girl Fallon and I am here with Kristen and we are bringing you another episode of You Better Than Me, the podcast. Kristen, how you doing today, girl? Girl, I'm doing okay. I'm just, you know, living life. Just <laughs> living. Life is lifing. <laughs> there I go again with the catchphrase. I feel like we talked about being grown so much and, you know, I feel like we just kind of probably scared the people last week. So I kind of wanted to redirect that that uh, energy because we gave them the bad about being grown. I feel like we need to give them the good also. What you think? I mean, well, you know, there's the good and the bad. I mean, but we can always we can always go in a positive direction. That always works for me. I don't think life is about the always positive directions, but I do think that one thing we left out of that conversation, um, even from like the week previous to that, the the real talk to relationships. I think one thing that we really should talk about is healing. That's what we haven't really talked about because that that right there is essential one on one to being grown navigating your relationships and just really doing life the way that you should be life is life and when you're actually healing so i don't know i kind of want to talk about that today what you think no i think that's such a good topic and it's just like we told you guys like fallon and i we come up with an outline but we only speak about what we feel when we record and it's just so funny that we haven't spoken about relationships and being grown and we forgot to mention healing which is such a big process you know in regard to being in a relationship or even seeing you grown and it's it's something that's needed for sure because before you can uh really really be grown there are some things that you really have to heal within and then before you get into a relationship the same thing no i agree i think that that healing journey is something that is continuous like even as adults we still healing from stuff that happened way before we were grown we still healing from stuff that happened way before we were in these relationships or anything um it's a lot like i feel like everything that we went through as children and teenagers and shoot even as like young adults i feel like it's still rearing its ugly head if you haven't taken the steps to do what you got to do to combat those feelings and get your healing on No, I definitely agree with you. I know for myself, it took me so long. Um, I think I shared with you guys before my mom was in a domestic relationship and I didn't know about it. Like it was invisible to me, Um, but it just took me so long to like actually be able to talk about that situation. I remember being a kid and whenever I would try to get the words out, I would just cry. And I think for myself, when I know that I've healed is that I'm able to speak about the situation. And I'm not saying I don't have any emotions tied to it but i can actually talk about it and be okay yeah that's tough Kristen. like that's that's one that i know probably affects your decision making and like trust and everything right now like that that's really major like yeah i think it's major i know you know you guys know i went on vacation and when i went on vacation one of the things for me just speaking to guys <laughs> Most guys that I, I talk to, they know this about me. Like, you can't talk to me hard. Like, that whole raising your voice and screaming, like, I'm just not that girl. Because to me, it's kind of like a segue into domestic violence in my mind. may not be for others, but for me, that's how it is. You either talk to me nice or you don't talk to me at all. That is my, um, what's the word do we say? That's my number one boundary in a relationship. Like, if that line is crossed, that is the end of it. And I always say, because you're a lawyer, I ain't going to say too much on this podcast that could be used against me. But if you if you hit me one time, you might as well make that one time be your last time hitting me. Because that's just something that I just will not accept. Well, so yeah, it does play into, you know, choices and things um, as you get older. Well, I'll go ahead and give the girlies and guys a trigger warning because healing ain't, ain't the cute, clean, sweet topic. It's positive, though. It is. Follow, follow through with us because I know it sounds like, oh, damn, what Kristen and Fallon about to get here talking about. So we'll give you a little trigger warning because something had to have happened to have to heal from it. So whatever your stuff is that has happened, it may or may not have happened to us. So I'll go ahead and give y'all a little trigger warning since we are talking about some sensitive subjects. But yeah, you've been warned. Proceed with grown caution. 
Yeah. I don't that um I don't know. So we did talk about how like what you view in your parents' relationships and just like even how you were parented as a child can like affect so many things with you. But we always hear about the people, and I think you may have spoken about it, like somebody who's blaming their parent for maybe like missing out on an opportunity or something. But it's people that's actually healing from stuff that that goes way deeper than that. And what you just mentioned is like a super serious, super delicate topic. Um, I guess I will ask you the question of how did you have to reparent yourself to like kind of start your healing process or even teach yourself that that is not what you want for yourself as a grown up or dating or just dealing with all your interactions? So I think I just always knew that it wasn't right, you know, and I know sometimes we try to like say, oh, well, this person came from this background and why are they like that? Because, you know, my my stepdad came from a two parent household. Um, my mom came from a two parent household. So, you know, even in these households, if you've never experienced that, that it's almost like, why would you allow someone to do that to you? You know what I'm saying? And then in his case, he may have experienced that. I don't know his back his background, but I just knew, like from a child, like I ain't never like getting no whippings. Like that was nothing that I ever wanted. So yeah. imagine getting a whipping when you're doing some bad or a switch or you know somebody talking to you hard because you didn't you know, you did something wrong. I'm not about to be in a relationship as a teenager or as a grown person and you get to do that to me. Like it just does not work me so I think ever since I was a, a little girl like I always had a smart mouth I always had a sense of self you know what I mean like it was just certain things that because my mouth was so smart like uh-uh that ain't gonna happen you know what I'm saying and not not no rah-rah because I wasn't a rah-rah child but I definitely had a smart mouth so that whole beating thing it just I just never saw that for myself ever and I just didn't understand how you know, my, I'm not going to say my mom saw it for herself because there are different situations. I don't know her situations. I don't know any other, you know, woman or man situations. So I don't want to come on here and sound judgy about it because I know, as we always say, life be life and you can find yourself in a depression that you, you know nothing of or you could find yourself in the midst of your own healing process. And in return, you accept something that's less than what you want. You get what I'm saying? Like in that whole process of healing, somebody could actually take advantage of you. And then because you're trying to do the work on yourself, you accept it. Yeah. So I don't know what the case was. And you guys know my mom is deceased. So this is not a conversation that uh, she and I were privy enough to have. Um, I, I really wish I did know um, how did it get from one point to the next point. But I will say um, just healing, you know, for me, that's something that I didn't really see, but I knew that it happened. I think you just have to be accountable and know that it's not just you that's going through it, whatever situation, yeah. but your kids and anyone else, they still see these things. And then in turn, they have to heal from those things as well. Get what I'm saying? No. And I, I feel like I'm happy that you made that statement. Like, I know, I know she didn't see that for herself. And, and like you said, she isn't here to have that conversation with you. But I think just being able to forgive her for that moment is something that shows healing for her and you. So that's dope that you even mentioned it or brought it up because I probably wouldn't even know how to even approach that situation. Like I wouldn't have even thought about it or thought about how that could trickle down or trickle up even to like how you deal with stuff as an adult and just how you view relationships. Now, I, I don't know. Like you've opened up so much in my mind, like just the, the thought. And if you've listened before, you know, we've talked about grief before. We've talked about I just ugh, conversations you never got to have. Like even mm -hmm. with that, like that right there, I feel like could be a topic by itself. Like the things you couldn't have said or what you didn't get the chance to say to somebody. Just the questions that you could have asked the ancestor. Like I feel like now I got to go write that down. Um, just to kind of like put it out there just to see if spirit or whatever will give me some type of response to it. Um, I think, yeah, that's a, a very good point. Um, in full transparency, I have not listened to the grief podcast that we did. 
because I still haven't listened. The reason why I'm saying that is because I don't know if I would be the best candidate to um, have that conversation with. Not in this space. I think maybe I, I have a little bit more of healing to do because I don't even think I would be able to get through the podcast. If, if you ask me those questions, like, what would you want to ask? Because I think it would be too heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think other people who have lost their parent or parents or parents at a young age, you know, going into adulthood is just so many things that you just mm -hmm. have to figure out. You know what I mean? So for that, I don't know if I would be ready, but you know, maybe next season I'll be ready and maybe we can get you some need to go on listen this. to that. You gotta go listen to that episode. <laughs> I and really I no, I'm like, I know we're not trying to even get like heavy. Like we're trying to flip the script. We talking about, are we going to be talking about positivity with the grown? Right. Feeling? I knew you wasn't. <laughs> this shit is not, it's not, it's not cutesy. So with what you just said, I feel like for me, just on the vein of like healing and grief, one mm -hmm. thing that I'm grateful for is that like, it's, it's only been what, two years since my daddy passed away? We're going into the third year. I honestly cannot remember. But just I knew I was kind of like healing from that when I was able to not only just talk about it, but like accept that this June was going to come and I wasn't going to just be like completely destroyed. Like mm -hmm. it's so many just big events and, and my daddy's birthday and like Father's Day, all these things. And I don't don't be I, I probably still will be a little in my feelings for that. But like just knowing that I can like actually talk about certain stuff and, and those things. Um, that grief conversation that we had was very therapeutic um, for me. And I still think you should go listen to it. it I think it might actually jump start or, or you know make you feel. It might it make it might make you feel good. I know that's one of those apprehensive. Like I don't want to listen to it because I don't want to you know be in my feelings or like feel sad or something. But it that probably that episode it spoke volumes to just our love and admiration for people that aren't here. And I think that it would make you feel strong to know that you actually recorded something like that. Even though you ain't went back and listened to it, you was, you were given good dialogue about it. So it probably will surprise you. And y'all better go if you haven't already. I may share, because my grandma knows I do a podcast, but she doesn't listen. And so my cousin was speaking to her about it recently and she asked my cousin to put it on her phone and I was like uh hold up just a little bit hold up because <laughs> I told a lot of my business on there I don't need you to be you know so I, I may send her the grief episode and yeah. let her listen to it and then she tells me what she thinks because um we're gonna bring it back full circle um to healing guys I know we go all around the place but I think it would be very um insightful her opinion on it my younger cousin is actually, or she just completed a training to become a life coach. And she told me recently that she was working with my grandma and, and some other people. And she said the person that she felt the most comfortable, that she said was the most open and answered all her questions was my grandma. And I was like, wow, at 84. And she was like, just saying at 84, she still had things that she wanted to work on for herself. And so I know we we speak about, you know, generational curses and just things of that nature. Like a lot of times we don't have the opportunity to ask, you know, our loved ones that are from a different generation, have they healed from trauma? Because, you know, when we think about trauma for Black people in general, it's so heavy. You know, we're talking about an 84-year-old woman that was living during Jim Crow, yes. whose great-grandmother was a slave. Like, my grandma's grandma, wait, yeah, my grandma's, no, my grandma's great-grandmother was a slave. Yeah, like so, in real life. Right, in, in real life. So, you know, that is a lot of stuff. So maybe when I speak to her tonight, I'll, I'll ask her some questions about, do she think she's healed from her trauma? Please that do, because I would be so interested to hear what that perspective would be. Um, just from her, like, to have lived and, like, seen the ups and downs of life, like, at 84, I don't want to still be in no healing. I want to have made amends with everything that's happened to me. I want to be in this motherfucker just like, okay, if that, if that, remember that girl, that was funny. Oh, girl, remember this? 
made it through that too, made it through that too, made it through that too. Like that's the legacy I, I want for myself. I, I could just imagine the conversation with your grandma though. You know, I, I get down with some Anne. I love me some Anne. But you know what? I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be extremely um interesting because at 84, you didn't lived life a couple of times. And I know you and I were speaking offline about saying healing isn't linear. Like yeah. I've heard, and my grandmother hasn't told me the story, but like my grandma was watching one of her friend's kids and the friend kid got into some stuff and the friend kid got, like the kid's life changed like forever. Like, really? yeah, I don't know the whole story. So I'm piecing it. So if you know this story, you know me and my grandma, you know, I don't know the whole story, but basically my grandma was watching me and another little girl, I guess the same age as me. And my grandma was cleaning up or whatever. And basically the girl drank some mop water. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I mean, she ended up having to have a trait, and then that was like changed the trajectory of her life from that point. Oh, wow, that's crazy! Yeah, I know my mama has some stories like that too about growing up in the country and different stuff that happened. Like, yeah. it's been a like that's double of our lifetime right now. I when know I stuff that that I this big old age of 41, the trauma, the grief, the bad times the failures just the things that the loss born, the lot girl the loss the, the the pain at 41 i just doubling that like adding 40 more of these on there like i am love on your old people because baby you a gangster if you have made it and still standing at that big age because that is a lot of living and i'm over here talking about how life be life and it it half of it like, right. that just, that, and then that, here's the thing. We have an outlet. They didn't yeah. really have an outlet. Like, you know, at the, at the time, people wasn't really believing in mental health services or anything like that. I don't even know if people really journal because, you know, you go a little bit further back. You wasn't supposed to know how to read and write. Not, and then if you did, not, it doesn't mean that your parents knew how to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that is true. We do have the outlet. Um, we do have more means of getting stuff off our chest and, and talking through it with different people and paying for therapy and things of that nature. But healing ain't linear and it doesn't necessarily look the same for everybody. It don't go by the same timeline. It doesn't taste the same. It don't feel the same. Everybody got different steps and different process to get through whatever and Right. It's not linear. That sounds just, it, it's not straightforward as it sounds. It's not just black and white. It's it's all kind of colors. It's all kinds of muck and glitter and dirt and all these other things kind of piled on top of it. But when you get to the end of that straight line, it's all Gucci. It, it, it feels amazing. Well, it feels amazing, but then the next thing you know is there's another line because it's not a process that just, <laughs> it just ends. It just keeps going. You know what I mean? Because it's always going to be something that we're going to be working on healing from. It could be as simple as going to work and somebody says something to you crazy, but you got to work with them every day because you need your job to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you really got, sometimes you really have to dig deep and you could get to the end only for something else to happen again because that's typically what happens. That's how life is. Mm -mm. Yeah, life do be life in. See, that's I need to make a t-shirt. Remind me again that I need to make a t-shirt that says that because we say that all the time, but it's so true. Um, but I think that while it's lifing, we better pay them bills. You pay them bills too. <laughs> Let me take a little break and then we will get back into the conversation. Are you ready to take your streaming broadcasts, website, or social media visuals up a notch? Pirate Media Productions is here with the perfect solution. From dynamics, design, and professional headshot shoots to family photo ops, they've got all you need for stunning content creation. Check out pyromediaproductions.com today and add that creative flair. Pyromedia Productions, setting brands ablaze since 2017. So, how do you know when you have healed? 
How do you know? I think for me, when I can just speak openly about the situation, I know that I've healed. And I know we discussed earlier about conversations that I would have with, um, that I wish, or questions I wish I asked my mom. But I feel like the difference with um, grief is that that's just a journey. I feel like you don't ever heal from grief. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't. But, you know, other situations, healing from people that may have done you wrong, you know, I know that I'm done with it when I can say something to them and be okay. Like I remember, I know I probably said this a couple of times back, one of my friends that kind of like stopped being friends with me and I um, said something to her at a homecoming. It was like, oh, hey, how have you been doing? And she kind of like played me, but it didn't bother me because I knew I had already moved on from the situation. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, well, I guess she's still mad over nothing. <laughs> I feel like... For me, it's like a weight off your shoulders. I agree. It's like being able to approach life without having to second guess everything or having to doubt everything or having to just feel like a, a uncomfortable tug in your stomach or not that something is going to happen bad or whatever. Like I can literally remember times before I felt like I'd healed from certain situations and just feeling sick to my stomach, even seeing people or just going places where I would think somebody would be would give me so much anxiety and just the ability to walk in any room with my head held high, confident, not giving a, a good goddamn who was in there or whatever or who I was going to see like that. That was the most freeing feeling for me and genuinely not holding on to it and knowing that I'm taking that weight off my own shoulders because, and I'm a Scorpio, holding grudges and not forgetting about stuff and just like, I still remember who I don't like from kindergarten, like stuff like that. <laughs> I had to learn, <laughs> real talk, I had to get to a point where I didn't let little stuff like that bother me. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know it kind of gets like, okay, well, you're looking at life through rose-colored glasses or you're just skipping around and not thinking about bad stuff. But it was doing me more damage than it was good, just like holding stuff out or holding on to stuff. Like it was definitely for me. Like I may not have forgotten about some stuff, but – I'm not letting it hinder my growth anymore. I'm not letting it cloud my my happy day. Like, I don't want to ever be in a position where somebody could do something and they just completely derail me and just throw me off and, like, make me feel like crap when they're probably not even thinking about me or not even thinking about what they did. Now, I ain't going to forget. I'm going to still have it right. in my pocket, but I just prefer to not have heaviness on me like I literally just want the weight off the same way I'm trying to get in the gym and, and get this body weight off of me I want to get the baggage of stuff that may or may not have stopped me or hurt me or played a negative in my life like I just want all that shit off of me like that's my goal I'm taking the body weight and the the metaphorical weight off because this is sucks. This is too much to, to carry around. And, and I want my mind to be able to be at ease. Like I literally have a card right by my desk in the picture frame that says ease. Like I feel like a part of healing is giving yourself ease of life, ease of existence, ease and peace of mind. Like I want to go to sleep, not worrying about anything. And even if it is something minimal to worry about i don't want it to be so much so that it's keeping me up at night or causing me to get some acid reflux or something like i just i can't do it not in, in my 40s like i worried about shit my whole 20s and whole up to 35 i don't want to do that no more i just want to be peaceful and happy and easygoing and not stressing about nothing yeah i can see that so when do you think that, you know what? Actually, I ain't even going to ask that question because I don't think it's a timeline. I was going to say, when do you think that people are supposed to heal? Or should you give yourself time? You know how people be like, oh, give it time. 
or See, you'll be like, well, how long is it supposed to take? Because it's so that's like an individual type of thing because I think, and I'm saying this speaking from relationships, like I used to have a friend where like, if she ended a relationship, like she just jumped into the next one. And so one of my other friends kind of like called it out. I was like, dang, you didn't even give yourself time to heal and learn yourself without this person. And I think maybe for her, healing came in a way where out of sight, out of mind. I'm over that. You know what I mean? And and for me, it's like, I need to make sure that all of the feelings I've journaled, all that I can journal. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't have that um, anxious feeling on me. Like if I see them, I'm going to be like this, like, oh, I don't want to go to this yeah. bar because he hangs out here or whatever. So I'm the person that really, really, really has to take my time and process things and write things out. I'm visual. And for me, I don't think that I've healed until I've done that. So even when I think about, you know, the situation with um, my mom and things of that nature, I probably have journals from like fifth grade where I probably was writing out every day. This is what happened and this is how I feel and blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure that that's still around. So I'm, I'm the exact opposite. Like sometimes I'll go back and I'll look at my journal. I'm like, dang, girl, you really was going through that? And now that I've healed, I'm on the other yeah. side. It's like, that was nothing. But at the time, it was everything. Yeah. Everything. That's a, that's a big deal. When when something that seemed like the world is something that you could sweep under the rug and just be like, man, that shit didn't even... Why was I even wasting time on this? Why was I really thinking that this was something that was going to fuck up what I got going on? Like that, that feeling is amazing like that feeling mm -hmm. is so it just feels so good when you can like look forward to the good things and like focus on what's the converse just being stuck on what what was like that i think people just to see the other side of it it would make everyone want to go through the process a little quicker because for me i want to be like all right they said that well fuck them they're dead to me now and either i'm gonna move on, move through it, or they just be dated out metaphorically. But you know what? I do feel, because I'm a Gemini, so, you know, I'm on both sides of the fence, right? So I'm writing it out, but then I was just speaking to my friend about this, and I wonder how this plays into healing. I was like, you know what? I think that I'm able to compartmentalize a lot of things, and I think that by me doing so, it's a, um, it's a trauma response. Mm. Because like I can take a situation and just, especially when it comes to men, and I think that men don't really realize that, you know, sometimes women can kind of, I don't want to say do the same things, but I think because they want us to be so different, like on one hand, they don't want us to be emotional, but then when we're not emotional, they want us to be emotional. You get what I'm saying? So I find it a lot more so in relationship patterns where something can happen to me and I can kind of be like you, like, Oh, F that, blah, 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 I'm done with it. And I placed it in a box, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. out of sight, out of mind, until I possibly get that feeling or I feel like I'm in a, another situation that's similar. And then it comes out, which would mean that what I've just done is a trauma response and I have not yet healed from it. Does that make sense? No, it does. But that's the same thing with the analogy. Like when you say that, like the person that just moves on, from mm -hmm. person to person, like if you don't fix whatever happened or what is causing pain to you, you're gonna keep carrying it on. It's just gonna get, keep festering and hurting other people and manifesting into something that it may not be. So that that whole just jump around and don't try to fix stuff or take stuff that you learn from past mistakes or whatever, I feel like that's doing more harm than good because you're still carrying around. Uh dirt and in grossness and it just is fucking you up and you might not even realize it yeah i can definitely see that and again um that's probably something that i will work on the whole putting stuff in a little box and tucking it away because when that box opened girl <laughs> the opening of the box is what causes the problem well, here's the thing. When the box opened, that's also how you know that you, well, we already know because you put it in the box that you haven't healed because what happens is what you put in the box, it comes out and now you're speaking about it again. 
So again, when you when you're speaking about relationships, you know how you a partner or not a partner, but a couple have like their riffs or whatever. And we'll just say infidelity because that's the big one that everybody always goes to. So let's say someone cheats on someone, you decide that you're gonna stay together, you're gonna work it out, or whatever. And then, you know, whomever says, Okay, I'm over it, I'm healed, I'm I'm gonna move on. And then next thing you know, they throw it back in the person's face, right? <laughs> and it it doesn't even have to be about infidelity. It could be about it could be about anything. It could be about, you know, you in a relationship and your spouse doesn't take their health seriously and they just keep eating. They don't want to, you know, work out or do things to improve their health or their quality of health. And then you go somewhere and it's like, why are you doing this? Because you said you was going to do that and you just throw it in their face. So, yeah, now that that part is the worst. And that that's what that the poison that keeps on poisoning mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and causing your hurt to hurt other people. That's one of your catch right. Hurt people hurt hurt people. Oh yeah, that is that. Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> but they do. I wonder who be coming up with this stuff though. Like who's the first person that said hurt people hurt people? The person that got <laughs> hurt by a hurt person. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? 1865. <laughs> well, it was a lot of hurt people then. And and you always say about the slavery too passing down and, and causing all these problems that's some hurt that's probably embedded in a lot of dnas like how can we even begin to heal well, we have a lot of work to do and i feel like it's just a double-edged sword because i feel like the more work we do we get knocked back down and just as a people as a race it can just get disheartening you know what i mean like and and i know we're we're switching subjects again but you know when people be like, oh, if you could choose to be any other race, would you? And we all, I feel like almost all of us black people be like, nope. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. But I feel like no other race could walk could walk a day in our Air Forces. Like, nobody could. Like, so when I compare that to healing, it's just, again, it's not linear because you heal from one thing or you think you heal from one thing. You think you heal from Jim Crow and then, boom, you got something else that's happening. You think you heal from, like, you know, the riots and now you got something else happened. Now you moved on the red line. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's why I said we are forever going to be in the process of healing. That's people in general. But when you speak about black people, it's just even more unique with us. Girl. Because the effects of slavery are lasting. And mm -hmm. I mean, even to this day, there are certain movies and books that I cannot read because I know for a fact that I'm going to be a different person the next day. So Ooh. have I healed from it? No, because again, I feel like slavery and grief be in the same box. That's not something you hear from. You just well, can't. You just I want to ask, ask you this, though. So you talked about those types of things, but do you think that forgiveness and healing go hand in hand? Or you think those are like two separate entities that, that coexist in their own planes? Can you heal without forgiveness? Like, I'm not saying, okay, if somebody did something... Am I supposed to forgive them? Is that the key to my forgive my healing? Or how do you feel about those two two things? I do feel like they need to go hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like I really do feel like I feel like they're um fraternal twins. You know what I mean? Like so they're, you they're feel that with the slavery analogy, would forgiveness be to people's ancestors? Or oh, no, I ain't forgiving slavery. I'm not forgiving it. Sorry. Y'all can just have those words and have them come back and bite me because it's not happening. No, that's a no. Girl, I'm I'm a, a black woman from the South. No, not forgiving it at all. So um, do you feel that you need to forgive people who, okay, the domestic violence, like how can, so maybe the forgiveness would be of yourself then and not the other person. Is that so what I'm saying? The forgiveness of yourself or forgiveness for yourself? Both. Um, so that's a difficult one because there are people that say they have forgiven their abuser. You know what I mean? Um, again, I don't know if my mama was one of the people, but there are people that have forgiven their abuser. And it, and it doesn't even have to just be physical because you can get abuse emotionally so I or you can get abused where people are like cheating on you constantly or whatever so is it doable 
I would say yes. And I would feel like if there is such a strong attachment to it, then the for- forgiveness to me is more so for you mm. to let go and to be at ease. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think it's also situational because if, if, if that's the case, we're speaking about relationships, which are usually one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go back to the whole slavery thing, that's not a one-on-one thing. That is something that affected a mass of people in, in different places, multiple places. People are still feeling the effect of it. Even people that were able to kind of like secure themselves other countries, they still feel the after effect of slavery. So mm-hmm. no, you know what I'm saying? Also, I feel like when it's um, individual, the other person that was doing the damage also has a chance to redeem themselves, right? Yeah. But when you have a system of oppression, it's a system, there's no redemption. Mm-hmm. We ain't been redeemed about none of this stuff, so no. Um, I just don't. Uh, well, for the record, I, I ain't about forgiving no enslavers either. I was just playing devil's advocate, but <laughs> right for the people come for me. But I do feel like for me, I have forgiven myself for all the times that I didn't value myself to the level that I should have, which led to people doing stuff to me or people getting over on me or the bad choices that I was making. Like, I know that how I was thinking in those moments, I can't keep blaming myself for that. So that part Mm -hmm. of forgiveness did kind of go hand in hand with healing from stuff. Mm -hmm. But see, again, that's an individual person. So I get that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I tell everybody, like, pretty much all of my exes, except for one, um, I don't have any issues with them. You know what I mean? Not that I talk to them on a regular basis, but there are a few that I talk to on a regular basis. Regular meaning, oh, I'm coming to town. What you up to? Let's go hang out. Let's go get lunch or whatever. And it is like platonic, platonic, platonic. But anything that happened um, in the duration of that relationship and some of the some of the relationships have been since like high school or college, like that is like secondary to me, you know? It's not even something that I think about anymore. So I'm not in that space anymore. You know, um, I don't look at them the same way anymore. And it's like forgiveness. It's just like, okay, you're just somebody that I know. I guess it's different for me. Mm -hmm. The stuff that didn't work, didn't work. And I don't keep any of those relationships. So I don't think I forgive them. Well, no, let me, let me rewind it. I forgave myself for accepting what I did when I shouldn't have been, but Mm -hmm. I also still acknowledge that it was some effed up things being done. Right. So that kind of keeps me from forgiving it because it's like, eh, I know I wasn't my best self, but that don't mean you have to take advantage of that. Like you was fucked up for doing that. Right. It's more of that part is gone. Like that chapter is completely closed. So I could look at it from the aspect of all the lessons that I learned from those people or things that I grew through or grew from dealing with stuff. But I healing for me is completely closing the chapter and and not rereading it. It don't even matter if I see you on the street or whatever. It's like, okay, whatever. Like I don't like healing for me is closed chapters. Healing for me is not maintaining relationships with people who caused me pain or people that hurt me in the past or people that may have did me dirty. Like that that right there, not thinking about them or not reliving moments with them or not looking back on what happened at what point in time. Like that for me is my healing or has been my healing. So that those two things are like existing on two different planes. Now, I'm not holding on to anything, but I'm also not thinking about it. I'm not reliving it. I'm not stuck in that moment in time. So that for me is how I knew I grew past it and healed from it when I don't even want to scroll through nothing to see what you got going on no more. Like the freedom and not even having to reflect on what went down is how I feel healed. 
And I feel like, again, it's just situational for different people. You know what I mean? Like, I've come on this podcast and told y'all a great deal of my business. You know, I don't, my exes, they, they're exes for a reason or whatever, but I don't think they're just trash people. And I've had a lot of like experiences where they were there for me that kind of, that kind of, for me, outweighed so much of the negative experience. And if it was anything dealing with cheating, then I cheated back. Like, that's me. But, um, um, but, but again, um, these, you know, I don't know. I'm going to give you a you better than me moment for that then. Because you can, girl. That, that can happen, but y'all already know how I get down. You are. And it's not just going to be one person crying, baby. going to be Yeah, two. you are better than me <laughs> if you still maintaining and, and remaining after some shim sham has went down because I don't want no parts of it, especially if you didn't play it in my face. Nope. But here's the thing. You just, again, it's situational. And I just want to make sure that for me, people that know me from this podcast and you know me in real life that I'm being as transparent as I can be and these are conversations that I've probably had with people from different walks of my life yeah. you know my ex was there for me when my mom passed you know what I'm saying that's big that's that's something that I will never forget you know what I mean so to say that I'm mad at you for some things that you've done cool because everybody's not meant to be in your life you know all the time but yeah. that is still something that stuck with me something that was like dang when I really when shit really hit the fan like this was the person I called on that had my back right now were they a good person in a relationship maybe maybe not all the time right but at the at the same time I have a choice to not be in that type of relationship with you and I'm not you know what I'm saying so I choose to put on my rose colored glasses but mm-hmm. I also choose not to give you another chance to do the thing that you did to me that I was gonna have to do back to you because I cheat back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, you know, because oh, Kristen, business, but if you're listening, you know, you got a lot of gems that need to be on a t shirt. Also, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I think when people first meet me, they don't think that I'm this person, <laughs> not at all. I give nice girl energy really well. You definitely give good girl, happy, doe eyed, innocent, sweet. Yep. Not gonna say nothing ignorant. Uh-uh. And, to, and to somebody try me in Houston at the dinner table, I'll be like, pop off, son. pop off. No, then I got then I got to gather my keys and put my pocketbook on my shoulder and what uh-uh, then you gotta close the piano. Well, time to go. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, that was my you better than me moment. Do you have a you better than me moment in the realm of healing and in these things? Hell, I think even talking about this is a, a form of healing. I agree because you know it, it's just making me feel happy. I think anytime that you can express yourself and you walk in your truth, it is a form of healing. That's why I said on plenty of uh, podcasts before, like there are things that I'm not proud of, but there's nothing that I'm ashamed of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is definitely healing. It's therapeutic. Even just thinking back to some of the situations, it's so healing because I'm not in those situations any longer. I ain't crying over nobody's son. I don't know. I'm still ashamed of some of them outfits I was wearing to the club back in 2000. Girl, everybody was wearing them same work outfits, so don't be ashamed. <laughs> right. Do not be ashamed. Everybody was wearing business attire. I don't even wear business attire to class. Why was I wearing it to the club? I know. And silver eyeliner. My God, don't even get me started on that. Well, I wore silver eyeliner in Jamaica and it was so cute to me. So <laughs> it was your, dress. What um, is your you better than me moment, ma'am? Okay. Why you better than me moment? Let's see, guys. Um, I think you are better than me if you can't do the work to get you to the place where you expect to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, life is life. And for me, I mean, these men and stuff like that. And men, I'm single, but I need you to do the work on your end. You know what I mean? Because if you can't make my life better than what it is, I'm going to keep being single. <laughs> you know, that made me have another one. I feel like you better than me or if you are more comfortable sitting in the hurt than actually starting the healing process. Because mm. you just being hurt and thriving all yeah, the time. Being in that space. So you better than me if you are 
so comfortable thrive and thriving in your hurt that you scared to even start healing, then you better than me. Because, uh-uh, no. You better sell your little books and do whatever like I did when you was down. But when you get up, you better be up. But let me ask you this question because of what you just said. Can you really thrive in your hurt? And the reason why I'm asking that question is because now that you're not hurt, do you feel like you're thriving more now not being hurt than you were in that hurt? I think if you can use your pain as a conduit to like maybe tap into your passions or find your purpose, then I guess you're kind of thriving while you're healing, but you got to be doing the work while you're doing it or you're never going to see the other side. And that's just going to make you a perpetual sad girl when your shit not going to sell. Like you have to have some growth. You have to show that you have learned from that place. Like sit in your pain as long as you need to, but don't get comfortable in it. Mm -hmm. Like don't always be the sad poem girl. Like, it's another side to life too. Like you have to show both sides. And I know people want to lean into something like when you're sad, you want to listen to sad Mary. You want to listen to like sad music or whatever. Like that it's a it's a thin line between wallowing in it and living in it, I think. But maybe taking lessons from it, figuring it out, understanding why it hurt you and figuring out how not to let it hurt you again. If you're doing those things in it, then I think you're thriving in, in it, in your in your place of hurt. Now, if you are just sitting there and letting it fester and not doing nothing to change it, or even letting it motivate you to change yourself or level up or do something, then I think you are failing. So I feel you on that. And I know that we're about to close out this podcast, but I just wanted to ask you because you mentioned that in some situations that you weren't proud of, um, your healing came by you closing the door. So my question to you is, prior to that door being closed, have you ever received an apology from anyone dealing with any situation? I have received some apologies, but I feel like they always came too late. Like, don't come back and try to apologize for something the statute of limitations been told. I didn't forgot about it. I didn't moved on. Like at this point, your apology is not doing nothing but reopening something that had already healed. That's like you got a scab and then you coming over here and scratching it off. So I have, but I haven't got a timely one. But I also haven't been, I guess, on a co-healing journey where I'm with somebody that I'm trying to heal from something that's happened while we're going through it. Or, you know, trying to fix something that might have been cracked and not completely broken. So maybe I've had them, but they they came a little too late. Or maybe it was just my own healing mechanism of completely removing myself and closing the door and blocking and, and whiting out stuff that I maybe kept myself from getting an apology, but I feel like it's also, it's probably an apology I didn't need because it, it wouldn't do no good in in any season that I'm in. Once I'm over something, once I'm healed from it, it's like, all right, cool. You said you're sorry, but all right, anyways, get out of my face. Bye. That's kind of how I feel about it. But that might be the Scorpio on me talking also because we be yeah. a little petty. Because, I mean, I just thought it was just interesting because I started looking at my, I, well, first of all, I looked at the note I wrote down, but then I started thinking about my own uh, circumstances and situations just to see, like, am I this person? Because for me, you know, <laughs> I did cheat back and I did get apologies. Maybe that's what made it easier for me. So that's maybe. why I was just. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I never, I guess Scorpios and I, you know, I'm very big on astrology and stuff like that. I feel like we're so loyal to a fault that mm -hmm. the idea of doing something back kind of is hard now vengeful or if i'm on some ruin your whole life type stuff maybe before i was mature and grown that take too much time that that's too much work to probably do something when it's not necessarily even healing you per se by doing it like oh, yeah. it's just being petty yeah like if i if i cheated <laughs> back or whatever I'm still be hurt. And then I'm going to be even more hurt because why did I have to add another body for no reason? 
Girl, you know what? It made me feel because we are not about to talk about adding no bodies because that is a yeah, yeah. Oh. We're not going to talk about adding bodies. <laughs> but uh, guys, we have definitely enjoyed this conversation on healing, and I know we we've been around the world and I, 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 but we tried to bring it back to the healing topics that we hope that you definitely enjoyed. Oh, yeah, Krista answered that combo real quick. <laughs> Well, no, I, because because the older I get, and, and it took me having this conversation with someone else to have to see this, like, the body count thing, that it's not a thing. You know what I mean? And I think people get so caught up on it. And I just feel like in my 40th year, it shouldn't take anyone to be 40 and be sexually liberated. It has nothing to do with how many people. To me, that's just my own personal experience. So, And that's yeah. something that I had to, like, get out of my mind because I was really big on oh I ain't trying to add another body that's why I hit it again <laughs> which I will but <laughs> oh I will hit it again <laughs> see, the, see my grandma can't listen to, to this episode you get what I'm saying uh-uh. you, ain't, you ain't even uh, I wouldn't even go in that deep with my statement but you and I see I know and I went so deep y'all gonna be like in the comments like hey god damn Kristen what, what you got going on, girl? Anyways. I actually have nothing going on. You know that. But <laughs> guys, thank y'all so much for rocking with us <laughs> on this on this continual healing journey. And I'm going to hope that I heal from not having to cheat back and other things that I do. So we're going to work on that. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Have a good everything. In, in, thank in you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Better Than Me is a podcast on Pyromedia Network, produced by Pyromedia Productions. Pyromedia Network and Pyromedia Productions are subsidiaries of Pyromedia Enterprises. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next.